Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. You're tuned in in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. I want to remind you that once we make it through this crazy ordeal, an adventure in Mississippi will be awaiting you. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. We are coming to you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios as we head down to NOLA to visit with today's guests. The band consisting of one sister, Rachel, three brothers, Chad, Todd, and Brian, and their all-things music chosen brother, Mitch, that pumps out original music today that reminds me of my 80s growing up and oh, the years. This band I had the joy of working with, writing with, recording with at times, and I'm telling you, they are that original and fantastic. Rachel has a voice like no one else on the planet. She's that special. And live, I've seen a few times on stage, and there is few that are better. Her band of brothers, all extremely gifted, melodic, with that something in the water thing that you get from Nola rhythmically, but when it comes out of them, when it's pumped out of their souls, it's definitely not like anything else that's ever come out of New Orleans. True to themselves, they stick by what feels honest to them and just roll with it. With albums like Plastic Bill and Gold Star, I can't help but smile every time I listen. So let's say, hey, 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 to two-fifths of the band, Rachel and Chad Bro of the Vets. What's up, guys? Hey, hey Steve. Steve. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How's uh, how's uh, Nola? I don't know who. I want to hear this band you're talking about, man. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm in it. Man, I'm interested, but I'm like, is that really? Us? Wow, like that. That's hey, us. That's every, okay. every inch cool. of it's true. You know, the funny thing is, so uh, when I obviously heard you guys on the road with a former record rep, uh, we were in the Northeast, and then it just knocked me out. And the, I guess you guys had a piece on ESPN that was running of one of the songs. And I said, I've never heard anything like this. It was just, uh, it woke me up. Um, you know, the road was tiring and all of a sudden I felt rejuvenated. And I finally got to meet you guys. And when I was upstairs in, your, in, the, in the band room, you know, usually it's a garage, but you guys turned your upstairs into the garage. And, you know, the band room. I was like blown away because it reminded me of growing up and every the feeling you're supposed to have when you're playing music and having fun. You know what I mean? And this this sort of time that it's it's just sacred. And so obviously I was all in. You guys know how I feel about you. And I I hope I got that intro right. Before we start talking about your great music and what's been going on and catch up, uh, you know, the name bro. Obviously, very, very Louisiana. And then we just watched Joe Burrow 
do the the jersey thing are you guys right, lsu right. fans are you lsu fans um if i wasn't much if i didn't pay much attention to lsu before uh, i definitely i really enjoyed that championship game it was something that i'll never forget it was just incredible yeah that offense this year it's after watching the saints for the last 15 years with drew Brees. it's kind of hard to it was in, it was hard to enjoy LSU because their offense has been you know kind of run 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 right you know very traditional and they stick to it and this year it's like man how can you not be a fan of Joe Burrow and everything they've done with that offense well when he came out with the jersey I was like man is that meant to be they got he has to right. finish this year off now it's senior day you know I'm going like this is crazy but anyway I know that we don't need to talk too much about football but I know the state of Louisiana is extremely the people you guys are different you're, you're extremely dedicated to your food to your music um and the festivals that go on more days than there's days in, in the year you know what i mean and then your football right and your sports i mean it's it's endearing with lsu and new orleans and so i had to bring it up all right so i want to catch up with you guys uh or mustard either way that was bad wasn't it catch up never mind all right okay all right so What's been going on since we worked together? Um, you guys put a record out, Gold Star. You know, how did, first of all, let's talk about how that went down. Um, like, as far as, like, the recording and everything? Yeah, yeah. Well, when did you decide to make that record? And, you know, was it in the works? Or did you got, you know, at some point as artists, we go, yeah. we got to make a record, you know? Yeah, that's kind of where we were. Um, you know, it was years in the making, and... Um, uh, you know, there's some some of the songs that we wrote with you are on there, and um, we were just like, man, like we have this this awesome batch of songs, and nobody's heard them except for you know live shows, and so it's just like we've got to put this out there, and um, you know, it's just something you have to do. You create music, you know how it is. It's just like this has to like before we keep writing and writing and writing. Let's just. Put this out there because we have it. They're they're great songs that we've you know put so much work into, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, we just wanted people to hear it, and so we were like, okay, so we we set a date. Um, I think we, it's, gosh, it's almost been two years, but it feels like yesterday that we put that one out there, and um, we're like we were really proud of it, and we yeah we we just. We love doing it, and um, Chad sent you a phys- we sent you a physical copy, right? No, I know. I, you know what's funny is I was looking uh, something up on you guys because somebody had asked me a question about you. Uh, maybe it was our buddy Neil Cody who we wrote with, or it was somebody. And what's well, how is the how is the family doing? You know, and then I so I just googled something, and then all of a sudden it came up Ghost Star, and then I saw our song uh, tonight on there and i said oh i love it i love that they put that on there but um no i no, i hadn't you guys uh you owe me that what the heck's going on here absolutely man yeah the checks in the mail if you haven't gotten <laughs> what checks hey yeah, Louis, sure the, don't listen song are just... <laughs> uh, don't worry about checks because we both know what that means all right so 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 you know challenges wise okay so i see like lady gaga all right i see her own and she's amazing Okay, there's no doubt she's undeniably amazing. But when I see you guys and I see Rachel on stage, you know, with the headdress, hair, head, what do you call headdresses, whatever she, whatever it is, how how you dress, you got your own style. It's like nobody. I see that. I see that level. I see that uh, 
excitement on stage. I see that warmth and, in, you know, how, how, you, how you're drawn in. So as a, a viewer and a listener, I feel like you're that good. Cha- the, the challenge, Rachel, of waking up every morning, I mean, I know you're a humble, humble girl, but Chad and I both know what you're made of. Uh, you know, they've been committed not just as family members, but as bandmates. Because at some point you get to choose your family as you get older and they're still with you, <laughs> you know, because they believe they're, they're back there watching. And I've seen how they react to you. Challenge wise, waking up and going like, I, I would love to be right there right now on that level. Right. Does it ever eat at you a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like when you pour so many years into something that you love and um that was my little dog that yawned. That's when all right. you pour so many years <laughs> into something that you love and you know, you haven't you haven't re you haven't reached like, you know, goals or things that you picture yourself doing and you know, it's just it, it can get frustrating. And um when you work so hard at it and you just I don't know, you just uh it, it can get a little bit like, okay, what are we doing? Like, and but you know, if you listen to interviews of even like the most successful actors and artists and musicians, you know, nothing is ever really enough. Right. So I feel like no matter what pinnacle you reach, it's like always like, okay, well, I won one Grammy, now I have to win two Grammys, you know, or or just right. something like even that, or you know, now we have to, you know, it's always, it's never going to be enough, and I think that's the nature of of artists is that, you know, that's how you keep creating is just that you have an insatiable appetite for creating and, mm-hmm. and just your art, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's a thing that fuels the engine, I guess. Um, and without it, it kind of just all would go away. Well, you're competitive too. You have to be competitive. I mean, to me, it's like a sport. Not not in a way of, okay, people that play sports for a living, for a living we've chose this for a living, making music. So with that comes a right. certain amount of competition. And so, you know, inside us burns this thing of, I want, you know, back in the day, man, J- Jerry Lee wanted to take out Elvis. Elvis wanted to take out, uh, you know, uh, give me somebody, give me... Uh, Sam Perkins, I don't know. The bottom line is Johnny they were Cash, Johnny Cash. They were all competing, man. They get on stage. They wanted to Chuck Berry wanted to blow them off the stage. It's just the way right. it is. But but then you're pals. You know what I mean? So you compete, right? And you go at it, and then you and you do this. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. I'm in Mississippi Minute. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I am with two beautiful souls. I'm telling you, Chad and Rachel, bro. I like saying that name. I can't wait to discuss how the heck. Uh, Louisiana people think that, you know, the spelling makes sense. Uh, even Brett Favre doesn't make sense, and he's a pal, but that's all right. You're tuned in to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios with my brother-sister combo, Rachel and Chad of The Vets. You got to check them out. Also, check out visitmississippi.org to find out all the great adventures we have right here. Once we get through these trying times, we're going to be ready to get out and do it all. Let's hang in together. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thinking about you all today, your families, 
Right now, during these tough times, guys, we're going to get through this together. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Don't forget that once we do get through these times, an incredible adventure right here in Mississippi will be waiting for you. Just, just go to visit Mississippi.org to find all you need to know. I am. I am with Rachel and Chad Bro of The Vets, the band The Vets. So we're going to be playing your music in and out of the breaks. Uh, I'm reminding my producer to throw me out into the trash can for a day and then in my music because it's usually the case. But we'll showcase you, you guys in and out and give our listeners a taste of what I'm talking about. Growing up as kids, obviously, you just can't all learn to play musical instruments uh, without having the influence of your folks. What's your household like as growing up as kids? So our dad was was a musician. He played um, in New Orleans. I don't know how it was, you know, in the 70s, other places, but New Orleans, if you were in a band, you played cover music. And so it was all about who was the biggest cover band at the time. And um, he was in a band called uh, Louisiana Lightning and, uh, you know, with some high school friends. And um, so, um, you know, as years passed, like, you know, he had kids and, um, and instead of playing music at, you know, with a band, he ended up started playing at church. And so, um, Mm -hmm. but he would always be playing guitar around the house. He would always be playing bass. Uh, that's like his main instrument. He's a really talented musician. He's got a good ear. Um, like he almost, you're like, what is, you know, you can just, like, he'll listen to a song and he'll know what chords are being played. I mean, it's just like, yeah, wow. He's, he's much better than all yeah, of us. Yeah. I mean, he could play he's circles around us. He's a dedicated, like, musician as far as, like, musicianship. And right. And he's, he's real deal. And he still plays. I mean, yeah. he's in a cover band now with his brother, and they're still doing it. I mean, it's kind yeah. of crazy to think. And, um, there's a funny story that he didn't even remember, but he, he's got a younger brother, and you know how younger siblings remember everything that your older siblings say <laughs> in situations that they never remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, so his brother, I think they're about, they're at least about 10 years difference in age. So um, his brother has a story about um, my dad saying that when he is older, he wants to have a bunch of kids that are all going to play in a band together. Wow, and um, his brother, his brother remembers this, and so I, I think that's like my dad told us that I don't know, maybe but, 10 yeah, years he ago. never put one instrument in their hands though. He never, he always just had guitars leaning on, you know, on the stands, which we couldn't really play with. I mean, he didn't let us touch his stuff, so <laughs> he's very, yeah, he was pretty particular about his stuff. But I will say this: if we if we expressed interest in something, like, my dad was 100% supportive about it. Like, he, he like, encouraged it but didn't push it on us. Um, you know, they were, they were supportive when we did sports and stuff in, in high school and, and elementary school, um, local playground stuff. And, but, you know, when it came to music, they were same way, supportive and were like, oh, right. you want to... Like, does anybody want to play drums? Like, I found this this drum set, a good <laughs> yeah. deal on this drum set, and we'd be like, "No, Dad, like, we want to do, we want to play basketball, yeah. you know." So, um, but but I think uh, you know we were at this church, and uh, a lot of the kids were were playing piano, and they were really good. And um, I was like, I think I was about six years old, and I was like, 
I was like, Mom, I want to play piano. And uh, so, so I started, I took lessons for about seven years from a really great teacher, uh, Dr. Janet Swansea, who um, was a, a doctorate in music at Loyola. I was way out of my league, basically. And, you know, she'd have these, these Asian students and, and the kids we went to church with. I mean, some of them were like writing songs at like 10 years old. I mean, it was just, Man. it was like, yeah, I felt so inferior with my little like scales and um, and just it was just funny it was, to be a part of that and feel like oh my gosh I'm so musically inferior and uh, but but it was it was a good experience and I, I enjoyed my time taking lessons and I learned a lot and I think it was a really good foundation for me like I was able to just pick up guitar and and learn it. Because I, I feel like the way a piano is, is laid out is just so... I feel like it makes the most sense out of all the instruments. I don't know why, but maybe it's because I learned it first. Mm-hmm. Does that... Do you understand? Like, I know Chad would get it. It really makes it really makes music make, make sense. Cause you, but um, on a simpler level, like, you know, you've got your black notes and your, your half steps and your whole steps are just... Right. So it lays it all out, like, in front of you. And I was just like, it makes... All the instruments make sense. I get it. Okay, so, but here's the deal: your dad absolutely had a master plan that started at a young age, and so no matter what you say, I know that he was <laughs> he was hitting along the way. I, I think that's so fantastic. Uh, it's like I'm creating the Darlin family from the the Andy Griffith Show, which, by the way, is one of my favorite bands. Or uh, the Partridge family, but how do you all end up playing different instruments? Because that's my point. Your dad had a master plan here, and I bet, I bet when 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 Todd started going, I want to play uh, the bass. He said, "No, no, no, take the guitar." <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've already got a bass player, or oh, we don't have a bass player. That's what Mitch does. So right. So anyway, right. yeah. So it's I, looking back, I'm wondering if there was a strategic plan on your dad's part. You guys are going to have Maybe to let me know. So funny, um, for my graduation from high school, my dad actually bought me a, a bass, like a smaller, more petite bass, not not one of those huge ones. And he was like, "Oh, you should learn. You should learn the bass." I, I like at the time. I, I liked a boy that played bass, so it was fun. I got him to teach me how to um, hmm. how to play, and um, and so that was that was always fun. Oh, um, <laughs> I love it. Did Chad? Did, did the brotherhood take care of the boy that was teaching you how to play bass? You guys watch. You had your sisters oh, they, back at all times. Yeah, he was a good kid. Okay, yeah, he was in our band and everything. Yeah, he he played in Todd's band and um, so, and so he was a good a good guy. We met him at a like a youth trip or something. So he was he was he had the stamp of approval. Um, but but yeah, it uh. It sort of evolved organically, kind of. Like everybody, one by one. I tried drums at first, and I just—it just took way too much time. And <laughs> like keyboard came so easy to me, I was like, I'm not even trying drums. Yeah, Chad, <laughs> uh, the, the cool thing about Chad is that um, when I was taking lessons, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I. I I started pretty young, so I really didn't have a focus or a direction with it, and. Um, Chad, like, it's embarrassing to say, but he would actually, he probably played the piano more than I did, Uh, like, even though I was taking lessons, but at, you know, maybe 
he's just a few years older than me. So at like, you know, 10 years old or something, he was, he was just going up to it and not, you know how kids, their first reaction is just to bang all over the piano. He would melodically pick things up at, you know, 10 and 11 years old. And he just, he loved it. And he had a really good ear and he, He's completely self-taught. Like I don't think he's ever taken a piano lesson. Well, um, I, to- I totally see it. I totally see it within the, his nature. It, it, you know, it comes out. It, it sort of, it sort of flows out of him in a very natural way. If I'm just around him and see him as a as a human being, it just sort of all makes sense to me. All right, we got to go into a break. Uh, this will be the only time between the theme song of my "In a Mississippi Minute" song and uh, not playing your music. This is the only other time. That makes sense? Okay, so Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. Sorry about that, Louisiana, but we are. So, you guys, you want to hear Three Doors Down or Muddy Waters into the break? Let's do Muddy Waters. I knew you'd say that. We're with Rachel and Chad Bro of the Vets. You got to go check their music out. You got to follow them. Everything that comes with that, become fans. Check them out live because they'll blow you away. We're in a Mississippi Minute. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Guys, we're going through some tough times right now. I mean, it's affecting us all. So trying. Crazy. But know that we're going to get through it. And when we do, it's going to be a whole lot of great adventure right here in Mississippi. So just go to visitmississippi.org to find out all you need to know. So much to do here in our great state. Hope she come back home tonight. With humble beginnings all the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank, with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar rolling down a Mississippi highway in a Mississippi Minute. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. You guys pay attention to your surroundings. Keep it beautiful as you can because it sure does shine when we, uh, when we do that. We're going through some crazy times right now. What an ordeal it is for us all. We're going to make it through this together. Just keep the faith. Once we do, we're going to be ready to just get out and do a whole lot. And there's a whole lot of incredible things to do. Adventures right here in Mississippi. Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. I'm with Rachel, bro, Chad, bro, 
They're brother and sisters. They are two-fifths of the vets. Brian Todd, the other brotherhoods, and then Mitch, the adopted brother, for musical purposes and beyond. You got to check them out. Their records, Plasticville, their record, Gold Star, which I have a song on called Tonight. Touch me, baby. Go ahead. You know exactly what. Right? Anyway, yeah. uh, I love writing that uh, song. Forgotten. Isn't he on Textual? Yeah, oh, textual. is Textual that on that record? No, that was on the first one. I think one. it is. Textual's on that one. I can't or, remember. Wait, you know what? We may not have it on that record. I felt uh, at the time I was like, you know, it's the only one that kind of. I have to check. I think we just we had it. We're just like we'll throw it on there. It's all gone. <laughs> That's all right. No, look, listen, listen. Uh, it's such an enjoyable time. You you all have bought into one style of music. Is it you, Rachel, that's influenced the brothers to do this? Is it all of you going like, this is what we love? I mean, was there any struggle at times within the band? I'm asking a lot of questions, but it's all, it, it all comes back to the 80s and your sound. Today, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think over the years, like a couple times we've we've questioned it and we've had producers question, like, stylistically, if that's the right direction or... And managers like, oh, you know, you're sure like the '80s is dead kind of thing, you know, like right. played out. And um, you know, when there are records that I heard that are are just, I don't know, like hearing. It sounds so silly to say, but certain synthesizers and those melodies, it just speaks to me in a way that. Um, Right. Like, it's just like it's like I feel like it's me, you know, and I, I don't know how else to put it, but I feel like um one of my favorite bands from the eighties is Depeche Mode. And if you listen to a record of theirs, like no matter what decade, it sounds like Depeche Mode. I mean it just it's like they they stay true and I feel like it finally came back around for them, you know, like the the sound. So it's like um I, I, they stand out to me a lot. Um, and, yeah, we were very different uh, when we first came out in New Orleans, especially, because it's a lot of jazz. It's a lot of... We were playing shows with a lot of jam band-type um, bands. and mm-hmm. um, Right. It's a, it's an established city of its music, and to come in and do something different, you're kind of... It's not good to buck the system sometimes, but it's just kind of we stayed true to ourselves and... You know, I, we think it's working. <laughs> well, let me. I don't you, know yet. We'll let you know. No, it's working. No, no, it is working. <laughs> it's working because you guys are making great music. So, so, so here's the deal: Can you make a living st- staying in Nola and continue to work and continue to uh, progress and be like that that Louisiana band that can that's getting it done within itself? You know, it is possible. There's a lot of there's a lot of festivals here, and um, we've been fortunate enough to to play um, most of them. Now, we're not everybody's cup of tea, so we don't we don't always get on every festival. I mean, I'll just put it out there: we don't. And I mean, sometimes it's a little disappointing because it's like you know, like we'll we'll want to. I mean. You know, it, it kills us sometimes. It's like we, we want to be out there and be playing this, this certain festival or that, but it's just like, you know, oh, they didn't pick us. Why didn't they pick us? Right. We don't know. I mean, who knows why anybody does anything? Is it something that, um, 
I said, you know, is it something we did? We don't know. So, but, you know, we're not, we are who we are. And if people don't like it, they don't have to, they don't have to get us. Right. There's a lot of other options. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very talented bands here. And, um, and, you know, it's just the nature of it. And you're not always going to get everything. And so we're thankful for, We've had some really awesome gigs. Um, we've we have some pretty cool friends that we've met along the way. You, um, Drew Brees, is a fan. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know. I love that. So tell me how that all started. Um, Drew Brees. Oh my god! I love Drew. Brees, so there was a, there was like a competition a couple of years ago where uh, he he does a he hasn't done it in like one or two years because of, of scheduling conflicts, but um, he does an annual fundraiser. He has yeah. a foundation, the Drew, the breeze dream foundation. Right, right, right. And he and Matthew McConaughey team up. They're both, both of their foundations team up for a nice fundraiser. They'll usually get uh, Kenny Chesney will play Tim Garth, McGraw. Garth, um, not Garth. Tim McGraw plays. Tim McGraw. Sorry. Yeah. yeah local Louisiana boy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were like, oh, so they did a contest, submit your song to open up for um, Kenny Chesney or Philip Phillips. Yeah, it was Philip Phillips, uh, I believe, and, at the year. And and so we were like... Which makes oh, more sense for you guys than Kenny Chesney. Right. Yeah. But it's the crowd just kind of... It's a fundraiser, so the crowd's just there. Yeah, yeah. We have the, not like they go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the Delta Soul but, down here, Chad. So my, my charity event is that. Meaning it's... We bring right. in all these... We've had Branford Marsalis on stage with us, and then the guys from the Blowfish, and, and Dan Tominski of Allison Krause Union Station playing Man of Constant Sorrow. Coach John Fox back in the back playing wow. percussion, and Reggie Smith playing drums. I mean, it's It's insane. <laughs> It's insane these right. jams that you do. So, so we're from, I'm from very familiar with that world of that. Yeah. So, um, so we. Long so story we, short, so we submitted. submitted. So, we, so, so we submitted, and um, I was in contact with uh, the guy, I guess, who was fielding submissions. I didn't know him before, and so um, another. So another band was chosen, and actually a brass band, like a twenty-piece brass band, was chosen. I was like, you know what? Like I told the guy. I, like I, I texted him. I was like, you know what? That's not that it's lame, but I was like, you know, that's so expected. Oh, you're in New Orleans. Let's get a brass band to open up. Right, the, the right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's just so stereotypical. Like that's lame. So I said that, and so next thing I know, he was like, I told Drew what you said, and I was like, what? <laughs> Because um, cause he had told us a few days before they announced it, he was like, you know, you're in the top, like you're in the running. And I was like, we are. So we were, I was getting excited. But you know the music business, don't get excited about anything Yeah, no, no, you can't be on the roller coaster um, anymore. It wears you down. <laughs> Just lay low. So, Just lay level, lay level right, I call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Lay level. <laughs> yeah. Like riding the motorcycle with your head down. Yeah, right. So, um, so, so he was like, look, he's like, we, they, we told Drew what you said, and he decided to add a spot for you. And we were like, what? That's cool. And he's cool. like, you really like your song. Give them what they want. Yeah, it's and a great I was song. Like, yeah, that's the song we submitted for the for the yeah. like the audition thing. And so um, they had us come out and play, and it was really awesome. Like, so it was one of those things where 
if you could have, you ever dream the perfect scenario and you're like, oh, you're so wonderful and like, um, just like the best thing you could ever imagine for, for a situation to happen. Yeah. Like, but, and then you get there and nothing happens how it's supposed to. Right. Well, <laughs> this was that time where it was like everything you ever dreamed of that happened could have happened. Like, so we have Matthew McConaughey standing at the front <laughs> of the stage. Like, was, was, he in his, was he in one of his Lincolns that he advertised? Never mind. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. Well, it was the oh, House nice. of Blues, New Orleans. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. There wasn't wide enough room. But so he was rocking out at the front of the stage. And um, and then we play, we, we threw in a few covers. We knew we were playing to, to a lot of new people. And at the, at the time, we, we were doing um, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And so um, when Drew heard that song... He also came up to the front of the stage. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like singing for a Grammy, not a Grammy, um, an Oscar yeah. nominated, or got an Oscar winner and, you know, the Super Bowl MVP, like one of the, like the best quarterback in the NFL. You know, it's just like your yeah. mind's exploding. And so when we played Give Them What They Want, um, it was a situation where, he was where after we played it because Drew was like, Give them what they want. And we usually wait till the end to play Give them what they want because it's like a fun, upbeat song. It's a great song to end on. And so we played it like kind of earlier. And after we played it, he was like, Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I have an idea. Let's play it again by request of Drew Brees and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Let's hear this into the break here in the Mississippi Minute. I'm with Rachel and Chad Vett. Scary bro of the vets. Rachel and Chad bro of the vets. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. We're in a Mississippi Minute. Don't forget, when we get through these times, guys, there's a whole lot of wonderful things to do right here in our great state of Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out so much. We'll be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar rolling down a Mississippi highway in a Mississippi Minute. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studios. You guys pay attention to your surroundings. Let's keep it beautiful as we can. We're going through some crazy times right now. We're going to make it through this together. Just keep the faith. Once we do, we're going to be ready to just get out and do a whole lot. And there's a whole lot of incredible things to do. Adventures right here in Mississippi. Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. I'm Steve yeah. Azar. I'm with Rachel and Chad Bro of The Vets. The band's The Vets. Hey, guys, how do the people, thevets.com, what is The Vets music? The Vets, what is it to find? It's, how do you uh, find you? The Vets. TheVets.com, and um, it's spelled like Corvette. Yeah. So the Vets, all one word, dot com. V-E-T-T-E-S, TheVets.com. All right, okay. 
you'll be reaching out to me and going like, I'm a new fan of the vets. Hey, uh, so Voodoo Fest. I'm trying to think of what festival, looking back, when you finally had an opportunity. Now, you want, you want opportunities to keep coming, but what was sort of a pivotal moment when you guys sort of went, okay, this is fun, and we just, we just penetrated the market, and we're good at this? Was there, was there a particular gig or moment you guys both can reflect on? Um, Voodoo Fest was an exciting... I'd say to me that was it. A year we played with... Um, who are all those bands we like? Every it was like Panic and at coming, the Disco. Um, yeah. Oh, who played that year? It, it was such a. Good, it was like such a ton of like Dashboard Confessional, Yellow Card. Yeah, and it was all like in a row. It was like us in the middle of these guys. So it's like, okay, do we belong? And it's like, wow. Well, I mean, and then another Voodoo Fest. So we we played it uh, quite a few times. Um, another one. Um, shoot, his his name is slipping my mind. Uh, the the one of the the guy in the Eurythmics, Dave. Dave um, oh yeah, Stewart. Yeah. Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. He opened for us. We headlined us. They had us headline one. Yeah, they do crazy stuff like that. Like yeah. we don't belong there. Like, okay. I mean, obviously, Dave Stewart but... should not be opening for me. Yeah, he I'm should. Sorry. Why not? As you work on your music and you you plan your week, is there one day a week you all get together and go, okay, what do we need to do? Not every week, but we do stay in really close contact. Everybody, um, Todd, he actually lives in the house right behind me. So our backyards kind of open up to each other. Uh, Chad lives a minute away. Like, I could probably run there in two minutes. So, and Brian is like, he lives far. He's like five minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we we stay pretty close. And, um, you know, we, we just... We do keep in touch about things because, you know, there's always something going on. And um, one of the cool things that we're excited about this year is um, it's actually the 10-year anniversary of when we released Plasticville, our first album. So the plan uh, we're working on, we have a ton of songs that we would be playing at shows, but we've never released them to the public. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, so we're going to do... or songs that we don't even play those at shows that much anymore because we never put them out. But we're finally going to take those songs and do a deluxe, a Plasticville deluxe album. So it's kind of a relaunch of that album just because not only are we like almost out of those CDs because, I mean, we, you know, it's just we sold out of them. Um, so it'll nice to have like a new stock of, of, right, right. of that. Um, and then... In the meantime, because we have a lot of those songs just already recorded, like the ones that the unreleased ones, um, we in the meantime we have new stuff that we're working on for a second release, maybe later this year or early, you know, early next year. So that's the that's the 2020 uh, vets plan. I love it. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> well, I'm coming to see you guys. We're gonna we're gonna pack a car and come to see you. You know, <clears throat> our baby girl got into Tulane, but she. She's in the food science thing, so she followed her mama's oh. footsteps to Arkansas. So, but but Tulane. Every time we left town, and she knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit for her curriculum, she cried. Man, it was tough. Uh, oh, so, yeah, that uh, so that was great that she got in, but sad that she, 
you know that she 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 loves that city and she comes alive in it and uh so i know you guys get to wake up every morning and feel alive and and i can't thank you enough for spending an entire mississippi minute with me uh you guys you guys are dear to my heart we've been with rachel and chad bro of the vets and i'm not talking joe burrow i'm talking bro i'm talking like half the word you know what i'm saying been to keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. You got to check them out at the Vets, the Vets, V E T T E S dot com. Follow them, follow them, follow them. You're going to dig them. We'll see you later. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Humble beginnings all the way back to 1943. Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.